and he's gone. Thank you, Billy Robinson, for that wonderful rendition of the Super Mario Brothers theme. Uh, hey, guys. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I am Chris O'Mealy, and this is Dan Peck. Uh, greeting, greetings and salutations. And this is Talkin' Talkies, the show where we talk talkies. Big shout-out to Giant Media Ball and Podcasts of Pennsylvania for continuing to host our show. But no shout-out to Mike Irizarry for choosing this week's movie. All right, so this movie starts with, Long time ago, there were dinosaurs. They were pretty cool, but they had an extinction event. And then, but they're not fully extinct. There's a way to bring them back. And no, this is not Jurassic Park. This is Mario Brothers. Super. Yes, this is Super Mario Brothers, which is apparently all about dinosaurs now. So it's Super Mario World? <laughs> Super Mario World! Super Mario, Super Mario World. It kind of made me wish we were reviewing the Super Mario Super Show instead. It also made me sad that the two big Mario Mario actors are dead, too, and that makes me even sadder. All right, so Mike Irizarry does our show art, and Dan was like, hey, we have a movie to fill in January while you're doing the show art. Can you suggest anything to watch? And he's like, Mario Bros. And we're just like, God damn it. All right, let's do it. Because you know what, Dan, of all things, I am an optimist. So I can find a way to have fun watching a horrible movie. How? I'm going to bury this movie. I had fun I'm- by by uh, playing a video game at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go all 2003 Triple H on this movie and bury it. Oh, you came from WCW? <laughs> yep. You're getting buried. It would be a shame if someone buried you. Yes. So, the the, the uh, narration is done by Homer Simpson. It's Dan Castellaneta. And it's all about how there was a meteorite that destroyed the dinosaurs. And they're, like, pixelated and also Italian. <laughs> because they all have Italian voices. And the dinosaurs get wiped out, but there's this lady, uh, like 20 years ago, running through the streets, and she encounters King Koopa. And then there's like a mind collapse, so she abandons the egg at a church, and the egg hatches to be the princess. There's a bit of crystal. Yes, the last piece of the meteorite. So we're introduced to... Two of these plumbers living in Brooklyn, they're the Mario Brothers plumbing. There's the older brother, which is Mario, played by Bob Hoskins. Mario, Mario. And then there's his younger brother, Luigi, played by John Leguizamo. Johnny Legs. Luigi Mario. And look at this. Luigi's wearing red. And Mario's wearing yellow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, they're trying to get jobs... But every time they get a job, the Scapelli Construction Company, led by Anthony Scapelli, who's an evil Italian, keeps taking all their work. So they can't get work. They keep getting... Because, you know, they're Italian, so it has to be a construction company. Because what else would it be? It's got to be the Buppity-Boopity Company. (laughs) Bippity-Boppity. So they run into this lady named Daisy, who's leading this college expedition at this construction site to dig up dinosaur bones and be all historic, and she's getting her balls busted by the Scapellis over here. Because, you know, Italian stereotypes and everything. You busted my balls. And then uh, Luigi's like, oh, she's so pretty. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let her use the phone as I check messages to see if we got work. Oh man, we got work. But I'm not gonna tell my brother this because I gotta I think the girl's pretty. And that he like can't figure out anything to say to her while while Mario fixes the van by dumping tap water on it. Because the engine overheated. Of course. Three dollar tap water. And Daisy's all like, well, I'm digging under the Brooklyn Bridge for dinosaur bones. And Luigi's like, that is so interesting. Dinner. So they go on a double date with Mario's. And Mario's girlfriend is three leagues above him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniela. <laughs> he's got the he's got his hardcore Italian girlfriend over here. And they're they're on this date, and she's talking about all this stuff that he's doing, and Luigi's talking about this show that he's super into about parallel dimensions and crap. And then he's like, "She's like, hey, I'll sh- I'll uh, I'll show you the site." He's like, "I'm gonna walk you home. I'm gonna show you the site." Mario's like, "I'm gonna take you home." And then we meet Spike and Iggy, who are apparently King Koopa's cousins, and they're trying to capture the right princess, but they keep failing and capturing random other girls in New York, including Daniela, until they actually track down the right girl and bring her through this alternate dimension in a rock, in a pipe. Whoa, it's not in a rock. Yes. It's not, not why we had the wars. So, uh, oh my god. So Mario and Luigi stumble into the alternate dimension. And By the way, this is already like thirty-five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, they're in Dino Hatton, which is like Manhattan, and there's like except for everything electrical gives off sparks the whole time. There's a there's a place called Thwomp. There's a there's a couple of game references in there, but really not many. And it's just a sign in the background. It's not like, oh, hey, we should go to Thwomp. That would be cool. Maybe it will hit me in the head. No, oh, there's nothing hey, like that. Oh, hey, you see that lady's dog? It looked like a chomp on a chain. Yeah. Everything is kind of a throwaway reference that instead of, you know, surrounding the movie with it. So, basically, here's how this goes. This is a dystopian, like, alternate dimension thing. And where where humanity has evolved from dinosaurs instead of apes. Right, because when the meteor hit, a bunch of them survived and just grew up in this dimension. So, uh, King Koopa has evolved from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know, the the biggest one. That's not the biggest. By a long shot. According to King Koopa, it is. And Dennis... King Koopa, which is awesome. And he's a germaphobe because every time he touches something, he gets sprayed. Here's the wax treatment. And his woman is Aunt Petunia. Yeah. From the Harry Potters. She sure is. From the Harold Porters. Lena. Oh, man. This is a... This is one of those really weird, like... (laughs) <laughs> like casting choices and also 
just a weird story in general because she's n- nobody in the Mario games. Like Iggy and Spike are at least named after characters. They're not relevant characters, but they're named after characters. And then like Yoshi and Toad are complete throwaways. And then Big, Big Bertha, Bertha, which is a Mario three villain in only water levels, ends up being an intricate character. This is all how this works, people. Don't ask me, because I really don't know what they were on when they made this movie. They're on shrooms, and by the way, (laughs) trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. So so basically, here's what's going on here. Uh, King Koopa's got this machine where he can... De-evolutionize people, and that's what he—that's how he creates all the Goombas. This fucking Gorilla Grodd shit going on here. <laughs> and they—and Toad is a street musician who gets captured for writing anti-Koopa songs, and he gets de-evolved, but he gets a mouth harmonica. So at least he's got that going for him. But Iggy and Spike get evolved, so now they're super smart because they were dum dums before this. And King Koopa bathes in mud. And why does he bathe in mud, Dan? Oh, because it's clean and dirty at the same time. Remember, guys, this is a Super Mario Brothers movie that's happening right now. And uh, so here's the deal. There's, like, weird fungus and crap all over the city. And it turns out it's actually Princess Daisy's father, who was de-evolutionized. And now he's all over the city, and he Which helps the Mario Brothers. Which is actually a tie-in to Mario 3, where he gets turned into different things the whole fucking game. And you save him at every, <laughs> level, at every level area. Uh, <sighs> and yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> the, the portal was closed, but it got reopened because of Scapelli. So Koopa's all like, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to reform the meteorite, and that's going to merge the dimensions, and I'm going to rule both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is what's happening, people. <laughs> so eventually, you know, the Mario Brothers, they get... There's there's the call out for everybody to arrest the plumbers and the Mario Brothers are discovered as plumbers. The alien they, plumbers. There's yeah, aliens, aliens here too. No, we're the aliens. Oh, and cool. they lose they lose the rock to Big Bertha. She's the bouncer at the club. So <laughs> was it like they're doing like a mission and they meet up with with Iggy and they decide to join forces because they're like, hey, Koopa's a dick. We're too smart for that shit. Yeah, because apparently they ruled the other king. So. <coughs> this is uh, this is all really really weird shit. So they have to realize what they have to do to they have to like seduce Big Bertha to steal the the crystal back. Yes, and uh, and Mario's dressed in yellow and Luigi's dressed in red yeah, again. Again, and then eventually, while they're breaking out, they finally find like actual plumber suits to wear. And they're the correct colors, finally. Even with, like, the blue patches for the for the pockets. Yeah, so. but at least... Well, it's it's the best they've done with so like far. With, like, 15 minutes to go, they... Yeah, they, they get into the correct colors. And the, the one true tie-in to the game that actually works is the Babam. It, like, walks around for the whole last 15 minutes. Yes. Before it gets they back get, where it needs to go. <laughs> like, they get up the elevator with the, all the Goombas keep getting on, and they're hiding behind them because they're so massive. 
And then they're just like, so what do we do now? And they're playing elevator music, so Luigi makes one of them dance, and then they all dance. Uh, How'd you know that would work? Because everyone loves dancing. Oh, and then they turn the Evolver into guns when it's a fucking super scope. <laughs> yes. Devolver super scopes. And uh, Koopa's Towers look like the destroyed World Trade Center, which makes me really uncomfortable when I watch that now. Oh, yeah, when they when the worlds merge for, like, a minute. And the World Trade Center gets destroyed. I'm just like, oh, no. Too no, soon. no, no. Hey, if there's ever a reason not to watch this movie now, that would be it. It was too soon. Yeah, eight years too soon. So I know we're, we're missing a lot of the stuff in this movie, but trust me, it's not worth talking about. Although there is one really funny scene when Mario finds the captive girls and the one girl's like, all right, be quiet about this, but your boyfriend's here. And he's like, shh, be quiet. And she's like, Mario! <laughs> that part's actually pretty funny. <laughs> of course. And then and they then, go, like, sledding in the frozen pipes. On the mattress, on the frozen pipes. That scene's actually funny, too. It's, And then the, the other scene that's funny is when... Uh, Koopa shoots his de-evolver gun in the real world and hits Scapelli and he turns into a chimp. And it's like, all right. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. This movie's bad, but there's some cheesy humor in it that I can still laugh at, even when I am burying the movie. Buried. And of course, the way they finish off Koopa is they, like, b- blow him up with a bomb into this into this chain vat, chained up vat, and then they hit him with the gun, so he turns into a T-Rex, but then he turns back into the primordial ooze. Yep. Turns into the ooze. <clears throat> That's the secret of the ooze, Christopher. <laughs> and then Daisy's father turns back into normal. And he's just like, thank you, plumbers, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> da, 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 and then they immediately start taking down, like, all the Koopa stuff. And Luigi's like, I love you, Daisy. And she's all like, I need to uh, stay I kind of need to be a princess of this realm. Okay. <laughs> so they just go back. So, like, smash cut. They're back home. <laughs> they're like yeah, a, yeah, right? tiny-ass apartment where Luigi lives with his brother and his brother's girlfriend, apparently. And they're, like, watching the news. And the news is all like, hey, the Mario brothers are great. They live in a hole-in-a-wall apartment still. It's great. It's wonderful. Everyone should uh, let them do their plumbing. Yeah, wonderful. And you're just like, oh, that's a cool ending. And then, they're boom! The super, they're <laughs> the super the door. Mario Brothers. And now there's a knock I, on the door. It's, and Daisy comes in and she's like, it's your kids, Luigi. Something's got to be done about your kids. <laughs> oh, God. She's got the super <laughs> scope again. Yeah, right? And she's like, I smell sitcom. And I'm like, I smell shit. I smell a sequel. No, <laughs> they have to go to Dreamland and take on Wart. Uh, no, it's terrible, Mario. They took down all your statues and everything, and this guy, all the M's have been turned upside down. And there's this yellow guy, <laughs> his, his childhood friend who was jealous of him, so he, he kicks him out of his own house. <laughs> and, and his his super his super tall. And skinny anorexic brother who, who was simply created to be a tennis character and never was actually in a game as a villain. Did you know that his name actually makes sense in the Japanese? 
Oh, I'm sure it does. It doesn't in English. <laughs> Waluigi. Makes no sense in English. So that uh, was the Super Mario Brothers movie, shortest episode ever. Yeah, really. Well, what do you what do you want us to say about it? It was out. It was out the same time as Jurassic Park, by the way. <laughs> so, Bob Hoskins didn't know that the film he was making was based on a game until his son asked him what he was working on, and Hoskins tells him, and his son immediately p- pulls out the game from his own Nintendo, and it's like, "This is what you're doing, Dad." Not really. <laughs> Not at all. This is the first feature film to be based on a video game. And trust me, they don't get better. <laughs> I mean, they might, but. Pretty par for the course, though. <laughs> Although Bob Hoskins has said that this is the worst film he's ever made, his son Jack is actually a fan of the film and praises Dad's performance. He says he was too young to understand the poor reviews, and now that he's old enough, he doesn't care. They offered the role of King Koopa to Arnold, but he turned it down. Oh, God. Uh, and John Lake was almost autobiography. He reveals that Bob Hoskins hated working on the film, so he frequently got drunk to make it through the experience. But he said they both knew it was going to be bad, so they tried to make the, the best out of it. <clears throat> and he says... Also says that one of the reasons for the film's failure was because the directors wanted a more adult movie, but the studio was looking for a children's film, so they really couldn't figure out where to go with that. I see your first problem is directors. Uh, Michael Keaton was approached to play Koopa, but he passed. And Dustin Hoffman expressed interest in the role of Mario because his children are fans of the game. In the chase scene, Bob Hoskins broke his finger on the van door, so for the rest of the film, he's wearing a cast that's painted pink to look like his hand. That's like the um, Rumble in the Bronx thing, where uh, Jackie Chan broke his ankle doing a stunt, so he spends the rest of the movie in in a cast with like a cover-up on it that looks like his shoe. Yeah. And, of course, Nintendo has said that they would never make a live-action theatrical film based on any of their video game franchises, which actually halted a Metroid film that never made it past pre-production. Which is kind of a disappointment, because I think Metroid would have translated much better. But, as you, some of you guys know... in There already is a Metroid film. There's actually four of them. Yeah. It's the well, Alien you know what? series. And you know what, though? The Legend of Zelda is being rumored to be a TV show, which is a much better idea for a series with that much lore behind it. So that I'm okay with. I'm glad Nintendo's starting to come around a little bit because the way they did uh, Smash Brothers on the Wii, they really wrote that to be a movie with no actual dialogue either, and it turned out really well when you played the Subspace Emissary. So the potential's there if somebody would just get the source material right. Damn it. Damn it, damn it. But yeah. Well, guys, that concludes January. So next, starting next week, it's February, which means it's time for the second annual and also final Mel Brooksuary. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. 
And we're starting off with Silent Movie. Then we're going to watch Spaceballs, then Robin Hood Men in Tights, and then we're going to end with the remake of The Producers. Yes, we love Brooks films, but these are his biggest ones, and these are the ones we want to cover. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're starting with Silent Movie on Talkin' Talkies. Yes, this is good. Maybe that'll be the shortest episode ever. Who knows? It's going to be hard to tell them about scenes because, like, I've seen a scene from that movie, and it's it's like impossible to talk about. But it was it's like hilarious and great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we can do it. We'll figure it out. Can't possibly be that difficult. Yeah, sure. Or, well, or can it? Well, that's your assignment for next week, guys, to watch Silent Movie. And then join us for Mel Brooksuary all February long. Yeah. Until then, I'm Chris, and that's Dan. And uh, game over. Wah!